Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hi, I'm Gina Manette Lee, and I'd like to welcome you to Food Allergy Chats. Today, I'm speaking with Cyrus Molassesi. He's a food Hello. allergy <laughs> youth advocate. Hi, Cyrus. Um, thanks Hello. for joining us. Uh, would you like thanks to tell our me. listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure, why not? I am a 16-year-old who is currently in 11th grade. And I do a bit of food allergy advocacy here and there, and I have a little bit of a project that's coming up that's, um, I guess, in progress that we I hopefully or hopefully will be discussed in a few minutes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. I'm really excited to hear about it. Um, well, I first heard about you when you were competing for a spot on the Nevada TEDx Talks. So I wanted to... Uh, hear from you what it was that made you choose to start to speak out on such a public platform. Um, well, I've kind of always been in the realm of speaking, like especially for food allergies and asthma. I started at a very young age. I probably was maybe eight or nine when I worked with the American Lung Association as their youth ambassador. And I spoke at a few of their honoree um, dinners about my asthma and that. And as I grew older, I kind of realized that I don't need to just focus on my asthma because food allergies is actually a little bit more prevalent, or it's not prevalent, but prominent um, in my life. So I just kind of started uh, vocalizing my thoughts, so talking to my school, talking to people I knew, and then going on to this TEDx co uh, competition where I went and talked about exclusion in schools regarding like food allergies and nut-free tables and stuff like that. That's really excellent. Um, I think I'm most impressed by you because it's really important to hear voices of the children that have been through these experiences. Uh, it's very powerful to hear your experiences rather than having a parent speak for the child. So I think you're doing really important work. Um, well, you referenced, you. You're welcome. You referenced <laughs> some of the personal experiences that you had about exclusion at school, and I know that you also wrote um, an article for Allergic Living Magazine that kind of referenced that. Would you like to share um, some of those experiences with our listeners? Sure. So I, over, over the years, I've had many, many different experiences, um, ranging from little petty things such as someone saying, like, oh, you can't come over, like jokingly, because I've got nuts in my house, to actually being excluded from different things for not having food allergies. And what I talked about specifically in that article you referenced was I was with um, one of the schools I went to, and we were just coming back from, like, this outdoor program thing that went on for a week. So we were reentering civilization, if you will. And we stopped <laughs> at this um, little, like, burger joint kind of thing called Aikidas, and they make pies, and they're pretty, like, well-known. and um, 
it really not safe for me at all because I'm allergic to sesame seeds. So that was like sesame seed heaven and just everything everywhere. So I couldn't eat anything. And they knew that. And so I was like, okay, I can't really eat anything. And even though the school provided the lunches for all of the kids, I was sent to the grocery store market thing next door to just go pay for my own stuff and buy my own things. And as much as it seems like a very small thing and seems like it's not a big deal that I was put over there, it was really, like, hurtful because it was just exclusion. And it was it was very blatant. It wasn't like it was something small. It was very much like we don't care enough about your food allergies to go five minutes to, like, the in and out that I can eat at down the street. We're going to be here because this is what we want to do and we don't really care. So go get your own stuff. And so I wrote the article, and it was just kind of like an elaboration on what it's like dealing with these kinds of things. Because I know for a fact that I've talked to many kids with food allergies, and it's not just me that gets excluded. It's something that happens every day and something that we really need to work to uh, stop in the future. I agree. Um, And you know that this topic is really near and dear to my heart, being a former teacher and working uh, in the schools. So it sounds to me as though there was not any um, pre-planning or thought ahead of time going into this um, right. trip and that you were on. Is, is that the case? Yeah. See, it, it was really complicated because the whole thing, it wasn't really planned out very well. Like, beginning the trip, actually, there was problems with, um, like, the kayaking place that we were, because we went to sea kayaking. And the place we went to, like, they had food that had nothing, even though they said that they wouldn't. So they had to go make an 11th-hour run getting new stuff, which that was kind of the, the start of the poor planning. And then yeah. it led up to going there, and then no one really, I guess, thought through the fact that I couldn't actually eat there, that I'd even vocalized that I couldn't eat there before. So it was just, right. it was like one thing after another leading up to that incident. It was kind of the final blow where I was just like, okay, this, enough is enough. Like, I need to stand up for myself. I'm not going to just sit back and let you exclude me and be okay with it. Right. I think that's great. And I want to talk to you a little bit about what you did to stand up for yourself. But um, before that, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, or I wanted to state that this, you're not the only person. I hear a lot about these um, incidences happening. And what I hear are in in the time that it happens, often the children will brush it off because they don't want to call attention to themselves. So the adults around them feel as though everything's fine. Oh, it's okay. It was fine. He just was, um, he was, he ate something separate over there and it was fine. And so um, can you talk a little bit about what kind of a position adults are putting you in uh, when they're, when you have to be forced to advocate for yourself in that kind of a situation? Right. See, that's actually, I think, one of the toughest things because I'm actually at fault for even doing it sometimes where if an adult does something or excludes you somehow, even if they're asking you, like, is it okay, is it not okay, a lot of the time kids with food allergies will say, yeah, it's fine. I do that occasionally just because it it makes us feel awkward. Like, it becomes like a, I don't know how to put it, but it's, it's this weird feeling that, like, if you say, no, it's not okay, you're wronging them somehow, yeah. and that, like, you're stopping them from doing something, 
And I know right. not just myself, but a lot of other kids, the big thing with guilt. Guilt is a big problem because um, whether or not a person is intentionally trying to, like, guilt trip you, they, they're right. essentially doing it the same thing, like, oh, is it okay? Do we need to go somewhere else? Like, should we go out of our way? I know right. that's in the case with a lot of different things that people, um, maybe not even intentionally, will almost make a big deal out of it. Like, it's so much work to go somewhere else. Right. So as you progress and it happens more and more, you kind of recluse, so to speak, and you stop um, speaking up for yourself, which can essentially become really dangerous. Right. And so for me, as uh, thanks for sharing that. That's so important to hear. So for me as an adult thinking about the school setting, I'm thinking that my message to the adults is that you really need to be thinking and advocating for that child because it's kind of a tough position to be putting a young person in, to be the person that I think they may be blamed, like, you're the reason we can't do this cultural fair. Mm -hmm. So I think it's putting them in an awkward position, and as adults, we need to be trying to, you know, give them the freedom to be able to speak. So I think that's a really important point. So you spoke about, um, you said this was like the last straw, and you wanted to make sure that you... Uh, stood up for yourself. So what did you do? Well, first off, I went and um, I actually told some of the administration and the basically the bosses of these teachers saying, because I, I go to a private school, so they're, they're pretty like cool with this kind of stuff. And so I, I told them, I was like, okay, I, was, I don't care that I had used my own money. That's not any of the problems. So I don't think it's that. It's the fact that I got excluded from this. And I said, it's not okay because you're excluding me like we exclude, um, like, for instance, I use the example, like, we say it's not right to exclude someone who's in a wheelchair. So why is it right to exclude someone who has food allergies? It's the same thing, essentially, where there's two disabilities. So I went and talked to them. And long story short, um, the administration had a word with a few of these teachers and basically said, you guys messed up. You need to, like, fix this. And so some of them apologized to me. You hold on and that kind for of, a second. I think yeah, it stopped recording. Oh, huh. Um, yeah, it did. I don't know why. But it's, you know, it went through that whole thing, 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 talk show live, but then it just says call is not being recorded. Um, huh. All right. Well, on the bright side, this is giving me a little bit bit of a perspective into my life. (laughs) I know. Well, that was so good. That's what's ticking me off. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was such a good discussion. (laughs) All right. um, Let me – I'm hoping that maybe – maybe – I don't know if maybe where I'm at in my house did something, like pushed me offline. I don't know. It's not saying, and I've never done this before, so – um, huh. are you done in here, Doug? Oh, I think I, this got this. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I'm talking to my husband. Um, this, I think this thing got bumped offline. And, and so I have to do this whole thing all the rest. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Sorry, Cyrus. It's a bummer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> It was so good. I loved all the, everything you were saying. So now I'm trying to remember all that. I guess we can just 
use it as a practice. Yep. <laughs> All right, let me um let me see what's happening. That's the fish tank, just so you don't think I'm in the bathroom or something. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if okay. you can hear the water. I can't hear it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, all right, I'm going to go back into this. What's bizarre is that we're still on, like, talking. So, okay, it says live now. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's a weird program. Like, it's good, but it's also kind of weird. All right, let me see, because I haven't done this. Let me see what it says here. Okay, in a minute, please, community call. Um... I think what I'm going to do is schedule another one for like right now because if they taped some of that, if some of it taped, which it must have, um, I don't want it to mess up the next one. So I think I'm just going to do another, schedule another episode for right now. Okay. So, um, so let's, I'm going to do 705. Um, Oh, wait a minute. Let me just do right now. That's helpful. Oh, this is frustrating. Okay. Yeah. It's, well, now it's saying that the episodes are o- overlapping. Hold on huh. a second. Um, because I scheduled the other one for an hour. So it's saying that it's not. So I think I have to do something like stop it. Okay. Do we have to get off this call? Um, yeah, let me, let me get off, let me get off and see if I can figure it out and I'll try to send you another, e- what did the email say that you got? Uh, the email that I got, let me just pull it up really quick. Um, it says, you've been invited by Gemini Lee to join a live community call and then it gave me you as the host, it said the episode name, it just gave me the call ID, uh, the date. And then just the dialing and all that stuff. Okay. All right. Let me fool around with this a little <clears> bit, and then hopefully in like the next five minutes, I'll have another call set up. All right. So just shoot me an right. email. Okay. Thanks, Cyrus. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.